Alrighty, welcome to another episode of the Pacific Islanders podcast. Today we are going to be discussing the Stolen Generation. Uh, sorry, Stolen Generations. It's, uh, there was a couple of them. Uh, my name's Clayton. Uh, I am being joined by my co-hosts, uh, Josh, Ben, and Jade. And uh, let's talk about the Stolen Generations. So uh, first off, we should probably dive into the history or what led up to the Stolen Generation. So uh, take it away. Yeah. So I think it's a very interesting topic because it's it's something that not a lot of people know about because I didn't know about it before this class started, like, at all. Um, and so it's really interesting to get, like, the history and the background of that. And I feel like not a lot of people talk about Australia in that sense either. People just are like, oh, Australia is cool. It's really beautiful. But there's actually a lot of, like, interesting history that affected a lot of people that people don't talk about. So. And I didn't know about the... Like, I, I'll be honest. I didn't hardly know anything about, or you know, Aboriginal people until this class. Like, I, whenever I thought of Australia, I just thought of, like, Steve Irwin. Like, you know, there and there's yeah, a bunch of animals. Yeah. There's Steve Irwin and a bunch of animals that want to kill you, and then yeah. just desert. And yeah. that's all I really associated with Australia yeah. until this yeah. class. I didn't know there was history before, you know, the, the prisoner boat showed up. But yeah. we'll get to that. Yeah, <laughs> Australia, first I thought, was just, like, you just saw white people for the most part there, and then <laughs> and just like big spiders that you right. just saw crawling yeah. around in the middle of the desert that can kill you, and like big scorpions for the for, for everything that, that I've seen. <laughs> and they all talk like uh, Southern British people. Yeah, they, they all they all talk. They have a really weird accent. Like yeah, if, right. if, if, if you go there, you try to order something. They're like, you can't understand half their English. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, before we get into like super specific things about the stolen generations, um, we watched a couple of videos in class that I thought were really cool. Just of the people native to Australia, they are really into their history and find a lot of importance in it, which makes it easier, I think, for us to think that it's important because if they're passionate about it, we're going to be passionate about it. It makes it easier to learn, I feel like. So just kind of want to get y'all's thoughts on that. Yeah, they're they're very passionate about their, their heritage, more so than a lot of people that I know of. Uh, you know, they, I, you know, of course we watched like TED Talks and uh, people who were giving like uh, Dreamtime stories and things like that. I know there's another, uh, there's another podcast in this series about the Dreamtimes. So uh, go listen to that. <laughs> but, uh, you know, there, there's a lot of, you know, folks who are very connected to, you know, their, their past, basically. And that's really cool to, to hear about because not a lot of people are that connected with their heritage and their ancestry and all that. Yeah, I think that also stems from stuff like this mm -hmm. happening as well because like you have those generations where so many people are trying to just rip all of that away from you, all your culture, your language, your, you know, everything, especially for somebody like, uh, for people like them who didn't really write stuff down, didn't really like keep documents that well and it was all word of mouth, all oral history. Mm -hmm. And so it's them kind of going back and finding that, finding the people who still kept that history and then just keeping it alive. Yeah. I mean, if I'm being honest, like, being able to keep a, like, an oral history that complex for mm -hmm. that long is nothing short of impressive. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm the type of person where I walk out of the doorway and I forget what I was thinking of. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, if, if I had to keep, a, like, a story in mind for that long, the story would be so messed up. <laughs> right. I'll, be, I'll, I'll be adding names that I've never heard of in my yeah. life. And, <laughs> and, 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 just making it up. Yeah, just, yeah. Just, just making up stories that I've never heard yeah. of. It's the type of thing you walk out of this room and you forget who was in, in the podcast room with you. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> there was this yeah. guy named Ryan uh, that I did this <laughs> podcast with in college. Yeah. So I guess let's get more into, like, the specifics of, like, 
when it started, how it started Australia as a new continent because it wasn't discovered forever. Like someone had to find it and go with it. So, yeah, I mean, if we talk about it in 1606, uh, William James, so I don't know how to say the last name, but he, he found Australia and named it New Holland. Mm-hmm. But technically not at the first people to actually settle it was the British prisoners, which was, you know, at least they didn't have to people, they didn't have to, use the land mm-hmm. in the UK for that. I mean, I guess, woohoo. Like, yeah, I, so, I, I don't really know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and to be more specific, though, uh, James Cook, it, you know, found it. I mean, it's been found like three-ish times <laughs> yeah. before at this point, you know, of course, by the original aboriginal people. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, the, the new uh, William and all that stuff. But it was, you know quote-unquote found for the first time in 1770 and about 18 years later you know after it was claimed for England and all that stuff England started you know shipping their prisoners there mm-hmm. and so it kind of basically became a work camp mm-hmm. and so you know as a result not a lot happened uh, in terms of like building up a quote-unquote white culture there for a while uh, so that you know that didn't happen for you know tens of years yeah i feel like it's also like we didn't really know what was on that land because people you right. just stayed at like the beach area or like maybe right. 10 to 20 mile radius in yeah and for the british it's probably kilometers but we're gonna right we're, 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 we're <laughs> miles. what the heck is a kilometer yeah, like, yeah. but um i feel like if we if they knew what was past that point they would go and explore but since there wasn't a big upper population or like big camps they couldn't mm-hmm. really do anything there yeah yeah right Who's trying to explore the desert anyway? That's very like, I mean, why, why do you why do you think why do you think Willem, uh, big man in sixteen oh six, just like up and dipped? Yeah, no, well, he's, so he said no, no, one. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's a sod. He's like, nope, I am, I am gone. I'm <laughs> he gone. noped out of there so yeah. quickly. Well, some of the things I saw, it also said that he did explore the coast for a little bit, yeah. a lot of like mm-hmm. the northern, eastern, and yeah. southern sides of it. Mm-hmm. But he didn't really find anything because a lot of the people that were already there were in tribes, yeah. Yeah. and so it wasn't like you know you weren't finding big cities like London and yeah. Paris and things like that. So he's like, okay, great, there's nothing here, and then probably also found, you know all the animals that don't exist yeah. anywhere else. And yeah. so he's like, I don't want to be here. Yeah, like, like imagine seeing a kangaroo for your first time. <laughs> yeah, like, right. like, like, like just, just a six-foot boxing beast. And he's, he's just coming at you. Yeah. That, that'd be crazy. Yeah. Nobody at home would believe you either. Yeah, you're like, I just saw a dude with a pouch with a, with a, with a, yeah. with a baby in it, man. The mini yeah. human. Yeah. Yeah. Bro, there was, a, there was a giant, muscular, like, buff dude with a snout and a tail, and it had a smaller version of itself inside of its stomach, like looking at it. And it yeah. just, it's just jumping. It's just, it just jumped. <laughs> just jumped right, right across. Yeah. <laughs> and it was jumping toward me at breakneck speeds. Yeah. They're just not gonna believe you. It's not like you know. It's not like now where you you know snap a photo of it. Yeah, I, I, I a couple weeks ago I was at a McDonald's and someone walked in with an anaconda around their neck. Nobody would believe that unless I snapped a photo of it. Yeah. And, and I, I feel like, I believe you, you right know, now. you know, you know, I don't, I don't like any animals around me in the first place. So, so, so if I saw an anaconda at a McDonald's, I would just leave. Yeah, I don't, I don't blame you. <laughs> that's so, that's so funny though. Anyway, get, getting off topic. So that kind of covers the, uh, most of the, the history, the rest of it's basically, uh, the event you know, itself. the, the, the <laughs> right. So the, you know, the, the white culture, quote-unquote, starts to develop. 
uh, and that is very much clashing with the Aboriginal culture, mm-hmm. and as a result, uh, white people being, you know, that generation of white people, they're yeah. like, uh, this ain't gonna work. Yeah. And they're like, okay, let's do something about it. So mm-hmm. uh, they came up with uh, a genius plan of yeah. eugenics. Yeah. yeah. So I guess kind of to explain, because we know a decent amount about it doing this podcast, obviously, but I guess the listeners don't know as much as we do. So we watched a movie called The Rabbit Proof Fence, which really helped explain um, the whole eugenics like project, I guess, if they would call it that. They probably would because they thought it was a great idea. Um, yeah, just to kind of like explain what it is. So basically the when the white people settled and decided that Australia was worth looking at and like settling for their own desire of whatever they wanted to do with it, they had basically, actually not basically, they just had no regard of the Aboriginal Australians who already lived there. Uh, which, a side note, I think is kind of cool is going back to Willem when he first saw the island and like didn't really think much of it. It's a really interesting idea because the Aboriginal Australians we've seen videos of and like accounts from, they have a lot of passion for Australia and a lot of pride in it, even though they went through however many generations of this eugenics project. Um, even though it's a really sad time, they're still really passionate about their country, which is really cool. Right. So, And country is another, another topic that I'm sure is touched on in another episode of this, uh, this podcast series, so definitely go check that out. Shameless yeah. plug out of the way. Let's get back to it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, basically, the idea was uh, after a certain number of times, uh, you know, an Aboriginal person is, uh, you know, I guess breeded with a with a white person, mm-hmm. the their you know aboriginalness is mm-hmm. kind of washed out, and that was kind yeah. of the idea. And if it sounds like livestock, like selective breeding, it's because it is yeah. <laughs> basically. Yeah, I mean, if we're talking about it, it this is like about my country, India. But I know there's uh, there's a thing. So if a baby's born with deformities or like have autism, they're taken away from their mothers from the birth, and they're just put in work camps. Mm-hmm. And that's really not talked about a lot, but I've 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 seen them. I've seen like a work camp before. I was just really confused on what that was. Yeah, you, uh, it's specify on your uh, culture just like real quickly, since uh, you know nobody can see us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like. Like um, I guess if we if we if we really talk talk about Indian culture, it's like if you have a disease, so like a like if you're born with a disease. Or if you have autism or any type of mental disorder, you you really look down upon in that culture, yep. since since most of India is like oh like everything goes through like a word of mouth, and if someone says oh their baby's born with this, it's like type of karma that happened in their lifetime or like other ideas or like yeah. black magic. Right. If if you're, if you're really talking about it, so the the government is like we're just gonna take these babies away, and they really don't give a specific reason why, and right. there hasn't been a number count so. It's still been going on from like even when my dad was born. So. Yeah, and I mean it's it's a very similar thing that we're dealing with with these stolen generations, except it's not like an ailment; it's like a race, basically. Yeah. Uh, so you know that it basically translates. They're basically the same thing. But uh, as for the as for the, you know. The events themselves, those were covered pretty well in uh, Rabbit Proof Fence. It follows, you know, a tale of two sisters and their cousin. Uh, they get taken from their, their, you know, the people that are raising them because they are half-caste, which is 
the term for uh, people who are half Aboriginal and half white. Uh, they're taking to they're basically taken to work camps where all of the Aboriginal traits are you know taken out and replaced by white traits like you know hard work and Christianity and things like that. Uh, and that that's kind of how this this whole cycle started. And uh, these these three girls uh, they escape. Uh, well, two of them are able to do it because one of them is kind of kind of dumb, uh, if I'm being honest. Trusts a stranger and gets nabbed again. Uh, so and and it, it's based on a true story. The two sisters never saw their cousin again, uh, which is really the tragedy of it all. And uh, I mean that's. That's basically the movie in a nutshell, but yeah. it, it really is a it's a good eye opener for uh, people who don't know anything about that stolen generation. It was for me because I I'd never heard of anything beforehand uh, regarding you know stolen generation and everything like that. Yeah, I mean it also I think it also does a really good idea of showing like who they were targeting because like yeah. obviously you see a lot that they take the children and there's. The reason that they take the kids is that the adults they put them in basically like chain gangs, mm-hmm. yeah. and they would just have them work and do whatever else, yeah. so that they're away. They can't have any ki- more Aboriginal kids, mm-hmm. and that the only kids that are going to pop out are going to be white kids, yeah. or at least more white than what their parents yeah. are. And yeah. so that kind of leads to that furthering the like stealing of their identities. Mm-hmm. And you even see like throughout the movie, it, it's going back and forth between them following the fence to try and get back to their house versus the officers and whoever the like lead person is that's trying to find them. Yeah. He's like, the we're tracker. doing... Uh, yeah, the, tr- yeah. the, the tracker, tracker and uh, the, Mr. Neville. Yeah, and the, the guy in Mr. the office. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Devil, as they yeah. call him. Because um, in his mind, he's like, I'm, we're doing this for them. Mm-hmm. They don't right. know any better mm-hmm. to try and better themselves. We're doing savages. this... Well, yeah, yeah. They're, yeah, they're savages. We're doing this for them. We're helping them. Right. Even if they're trying to resist it, like, yeah. this will help them. Yeah, he sees his own idea kind of as, like, the, the correct one and nothing else. Yeah, right. It's like yeah. the right... It's like the path of God sort yeah. of yeah. thing of just, like, this is the only right way. Listen, yeah. all of this is correct. My source, bro, trust me. I got this. <laughs> well, I mean, they said a lot of that in the... In the yeah. Like, I mean, it was basically. super religious camps, yeah. and they were... At least for what they showed in the movie. Yeah. Because, yeah. yeah. I mean, they were showing, like, you couldn't speak your own language. Yeah. You couldn't do any of your own things. You had to dress like they did. You just got stripped of every single thing that told you, hey, I'm Aboriginal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I think it's worth noting, like, how terrible this time actually was. Not that... I'm assuming any of the listeners didn't think it was terrible. Um, But if you think of, like, Germany and the Jews and the Holocaust and all Mm -hmm. of that stuff, um, at least people who live in the United States, like, we're so aware of how terrible that was because that's something we grew up learning about, like, very often. Um, And so I think it's just worth noting how similar it is. Um, Even though the eugenics project itself wasn't so aligned in the same manner um, because, you know, Hitler was just... These people are Jews. Yeah. I don't agree with this. I don't want them to be here, basically. Right. So put them in concentration camps. Um, that's the same thing of Mr. Devil, they call him in the movie. Right. He, Him and Hitler probably had a very similar mindset of like, right. oh, I know what's right, and like none of these people do, so I'm going to help them. And because I know it's correct, so it's helping everyone else, right. especially me. Um, which I just think is, yeah. It's very I mean, interesting how many eugenics sort of projects right. went around. There's, there's a lot of them. Yeah. I mean, there's... there's uh, Slavery in America. Yeah. There's slavery in uh, Australia, and that's mm-hmm. 
and that's not even race there. It's like tribes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then there was uh, the Native Americans. Th- there was yeah. also the Native Americans. There was uh, there was slavery in the Roman Empire. Yeah. Uh, and that and those were a lot of that wasn't even race. A lot yeah. of that was you know just, just like, like where you were from. Yeah. So I mean basically still tribe. Yeah. It was like thing. conquering. Like if you conquered someone, right. The population is basically becomes a slave. So the other right. people. Yeah. And that and that really that's kind of what happened here. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. like uh, it was. Really, just you know, uh, settlers came in. They yeah. conquered the the Aboriginal people, and then, boom, they're doing their bidding for you know for however long. For however yeah. long. I mean, to be to be more specific, uh, they ended up, you know, doing this until about nineteen sixty seven, and uh, that I mean uh, that is so much more recent than yeah. I would have thought because you know you think of this type of stuff. And you think the most recent uh, iteration of it is Germany. Yeah. Like, most of this stuff happened in the 1700s or even sooner than that in the case of, like, you know, the, the caste system in India or the, the Roman Empire, things like that. But this is this is even more recent than that by, like, a margin of 20-some years. Yeah. And, okay. like, that that is that is crazy to me. It's like my dad was four when they finally officially like started ending it. Yeah, yeah. yeah my dad was also five. Yeah, yeah. yeah he was, so it's he like was yeah, yeah. It's like they don't remember it, but like they were alive when it was still yeah. a thing. But yeah. nobody knows about it. Yeah, I mean, no. it, it, to be honest, most of the governments like to like just cover up what what the wrongs right. they have done. Right. Like even if we like look at every other government in the world, it's just like everyone likes to cover up all their mistakes that they have done, or like. Sometimes they come out and apologize, like how Australia did in two thousand and eight. Finally, yeah, yeah I mean, and they, after, yeah, and after. I know, I know, on multiple accounts, the the Aboriginal people, of course, weren't like happy, per se, with that, uh, like with that, you know, apology, because mm-hmm. I mean, of course, they, you know, of course, they believe that uh, they deserve some type of restitution, and if yeah. I'm being honest, yeah, they do, they do cause yeah. uh, all that all that land was yoinked from them. And so, I mean, it's it's good that it's good to see a government finally take a step toward doing the right thing. But um, you know, it kind of feels we, like the kid apologizing for right. what the dad did. Yeah. And it's like yeah. Yeah. you don't need to apologize. Yeah. Like right. that's already done. Yeah. Like it's like, like, like for- I guess thanks. I guess yeah. it's, it's, it's <laughs> like we forgive, but we never forget. Yeah, right. that philosophy. So. I agree. Well, and that's why they're just rebuilding themselves. Now. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. They're doing yeah. the best they can. Yeah. Yeah. The and, last thing I kind of want to touch on is. Like, even though there were multiple generations of, like, them losing their culture and losing their identity, I think it's really awesome to see how that's grown back and how many people truly are passionate about telling their story, even though there was such a hard time. Because you think about it now, like, if you have a couple years of your life that were really hard, most of the time that's hard to talk about, and you don't want to talk about it. Um, But it's really cool how Australians now are just really passionate and really encouraged by what happened in the past, and they want to keep sharing that with people um, as they're rebuilding their own culture and identity and stuff. It's like that's... You know. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, you know. it's it's great to see that you know. I mean, there were uh, there were things that you know brought the Aboriginal people together, and yeah. as as a result, instead of like multiple tribes, like they're all one Aboriginal people, and yeah. they they all have their it's their history. It's not yeah. just like their tribe's history or anything like that. Yeah. It's a very strong you know dedicated you know history that these people uh, are you know, more than happy to, to hold close to them, which is really, yeah. just, just really sure. cool. Yeah. It's like this happened in the past. That's why we want to rebuild and have everyone remember. Yeah. Right. want to yeah. share it with everyone. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's, 
and that's basically it. That's the stolen generations. Yeah. yeah. And if you want a deeper depiction of what it actually looks like, I really um, suggest watching the Reproof Fence because mm-hmm. it gave us a lot of background. And I'm sure there's other, there's videos and textbooks of stuff you can read, but that mm-hmm. movie really like illustrated it well, just the lives of what they went through and. Um, it's good if you're having a visual the, yeah, yeah right. just having like the three of the main characters being children like fighting for their life trying to get back to their family just really eye opening so and I think being that's really based good. on a true story yeah, I mean well. yeah at the end of the movie it showed like to like to the sisters that were able to escape yeah. it, it showed them and like what they what they looked yeah, like they were never afterwards. they were then the, the fact that they were never able to see their cousin again and their kids were taken yeah. and yeah. like it, it is just a repeating cycle it doesn't matter yeah. how many times you get away they you know they just kept yeah. being yeah. brought back yeah. I mean yeah. one, one thing I would say about the movies like if you keep an open mind and look at the other histories it makes more sense like yeah. mm-hmm. it, like why other cultures did it and why they did it too yeah. like, I'm not yeah. saying it's a good thing it's just no. it's, I'm just saying like it helps you make like a connection to other things that have happened in the world that yeah. led up to yeah. that point. Yeah. Yeah. And like how cultures intertwine. Yeah. Good or, or, or how they clash. And yeah. That's what that's what leads to this type of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But that that's about it. Um, did anybody else have anything to add? No. Okay. Right. Well, we're done. Thank you, everyone, for listening to uh, the Pacific Islanders podcast, and more specifically, our. Uh, our episode on the stolen generations. Yeah. Uh, once again, uh, my name's Clayton, and I'm joined by Josh, Ben, and Jaden, or Jade. And <laughs> <laughs> it, was <Josh. laughs> it was, yeah. Uh, and uh, we will uh, we will hopefully catch you guys in the next one. Take it easy, everybody. Sounds good, thanks. <laughs> Thank you. Bye.